0: You're listening to the Soul Care Podcast. I'm Elaine Hamilton, the founder of the Soul Care House, a group of therapists working in community with a shared perspective about the path towards healing and change. This podcast is about creating a space for real conversations about real life struggles, a place where you can gather insight and support for issues that are relevant to you and the people you love. So sit back, put your feet up and let's talk. Hi, guys, today I am sitting with Carrie Katzenmeier. Hello. Hi. Who is um, a therapist who's relatively new to our team, and we're pretty excited about her because she's a a play therapist. Um, And this is no joke because working with kids is complicated and mysterious, and you need special training to do that. So it's it's awesome for us to have somebody on our team who has that those skills and that training um, that most of us don't have so Mm -hmm. we're thrilled to have her and what we're going to do today in our conversation together is talk a little bit about how play therapy works um, what a parent could expect if they took their child to play therapy and then also we want to give you some practical tips about like, here's some things to look for in your kids, here to know, here's how to know if something's going on with your child, and here are some strategies for getting inside and, and helping them process what's going on for them. So we hope to give you both sort of um, an understanding of the idea of play therapy and then how to apply some of those um, principles in a really simple way to your daily life as parents.
1: Um, so here we go, Carrie. Okay. Very excited to be here. Oh, well, thrilled to have you. And working with kids is a lot of fun. So, um, yeah, it's an honor to be here and, um, get to share about what I love doing. Hmm. So Great. Yeah, it's really clear that you love
0: doing it. I think that's been, it's been fun to watch you with kids and to just see, oh, wow, this is her jam. Like, she loves this. They bring
1: out, they bring out some good stuff in me. Mm-hmm.
0: Very cool. So can you, can you tell folks, like, what, what is play therapy? Um, because I think, I think when people hear the idea, they're like, what, are you just going to sit on the floor and play with my child? Like, mm-hmm. I could do that and save myself a lot of money, right? right? So could you describe what? someone who's trained in play therapy what are they doing with kids
1: right yeah so a child as young as three can come in for a play therapy session and um, what we're kind of doing with play therapy is we're building on just their natural way um, of learning about themselves relationships the world around them Children, especially the younger kids, um, don't yet have the words um, to verbally process, explain kind of what is Mm -hmm. going on um, inside uh, the way adults can. And Mm -hmm. so... um, sitting down with a child and just saying well you know why don't we just talk about it and tell me what's going on and um, they are having just as um, deep and nuanced an experience of life um, as adults but the way they express it is different Mm -hmm. and so um, what a play therapist does is um, it gives them toys um, that they use as their words And how they use them um, and how they interact with the therapist who has training to respond in certain ways, Um, that's their language. So they choose toys that they are drawn to to express, you know, not always super deep things, but um, if something is troubling them, then you will likely see patterns begin to emerge, um, certain themes that will be repeated and through that way, we can understand better how they are experiencing something or what might be um, upsetting them.
0: Yeah. Could you, could you give us an example of what it might look like? Let's say there's a five-year-old whose parents are going through divorce. Like Mm -hmm. what, what might we see if we're watching that child play or what might you offer to that child to play with?
1: Yeah. So I think that For divorce, um, separation, or any kind of breakup of an adult relationship in a child's life, you will likely see some sort of change in them, whether it's behavioral. You know, you're noticing their sleeping patterns have changed. Their eating has changed. They're more emotional. um, They're more aggressive, um, something like that. They've, Mm -hmm. They've started wetting the bed after, you know, not having done so in a long time. And so those indicators will be... Um, will be there that you'll kind of say, "Huh, this isn't um, this isn't my normal child. Um, this isn't how they usually are," and um, might indicate something going on inside. Okay, so
0: <clears throat> so if there's something fairly significant troubling your child, you're going mm-hmm. to see behavior that isn't normally the way that they roll. Is that?
1: Yeah, I think outside of their range of you know other things that might be more mildly upsetting Mm -hmm. because we all have those things right
0: right yeah because I think that um when when my kids were young I worried a lot about like what if I miss like what if there's something big going on for them and I miss that like something happened in the playground that I didn't see or something's happening at preschool or Mm -hmm. elementary school and I'm missing that I think I was very afraid that like how would I know, right? Mm-hmm. Like, how would I know? So, sounds like you're saying you're going to see behaviors that don't aren't typical of your child.
1: Yes. So, um, even if you're not aware of what exactly happened, um, you're seeing a shift in something that they're doing mm-hmm. or um, their general way of being that um, is lasting, you know, more than a week or two, yeah. and is significantly impacting. Um, mm-hmm you know, how they're doing at school or how they're interacting with their friends or big changes at home. And so something that, um, is impacting life in a, um, in a bigger way Mm -hmm. than something smaller. Okay. And it's going on for, um, you know, a longer period of time.
0: Okay. And then what might you see, you know, as the play therapist, what might you see, in that child's play that would give you clues about what they're feeling like how what would you mm-hmm. be what would you be
1: observing yeah so um all children engage in the play therapy process um at different paces um some come in more cautious and, um, you know, kind of test for safety, you know, what's she going to do if I do this? Mm-hmm, and right. what if I show her this? And, um, is that okay? Um, so it'll take kind of uh, a longer time to get to those deeper issues. Um, some kids will come and dive right in and mm-hmm. just, I have things to say and, and <laughs> here's how, here's how I'm going to say That's them. Awesome. Um, and, <clears throat> thank God you're here to listen. Um, So, um, you know, for example, you might see a child who's being bullied and he takes, you know, a small kind of, uh, vulnerable animal. I have a lot of animal figurines Okay. and, you know, this smaller animal, uh, might be chased by several or a larger Mm. kind of more predatory animal. And you're seeing this, um, this storyline, um, or this pattern repeat itself, um, across at least a couple sessions. And so that's showing me, okay, so they're feeling afraid. Yeah. Um, maybe we don't know exactly what it is, but you know, fear, Mm -hmm. um, there's some vulnerability, there's something bigger and scarier, um, that they're perceiving out there that is, is dangerous. Yeah. And so, um, they may use different things. Another way that they may express the same, um, the theme or concern is, you know, a bigger truck chasing a smaller truck. Mm, um, and so the toy gives them some safety, mm-hmm. um, gives them some distance from the actual um, event that's happening. Because um, talking about it directly without um, any, well, talk about it can be um, overwhelming. Okay. And so sitting down and saying, hey, so it seems like you're really upset about... Um, this bully that is, you know, doing this, that, or another thing. Right. And that may be, um, just too much for a child to handle. And so so um, they might, they might act as
0: if, or respond as if nothing's going on. They might, know, it's they fine, might like, know. it's
1: fine. Yeah. For whatever so you, reason. Yeah. Um, but through the toys we can see, um, mm. okay, so there's something going on and yeah. here's how you're showing me and telling me, yeah. um, I'm feeling afraid. I'm feeling powerless. Um, I'm feeling, you know, Hurts.
0: yeah I mean Those that's that's super helpful because I think if you're not someone who knows how to do this kind of play with children what you feel like you have like what I felt like I had as a mom's like all I have is words that's all I know mm-hmm. how to do mm-hmm. is to talk
1: mm-hmm. and
0: oftentimes kids will say no no no, everything's fine it doesn't feel like that's true yes but I also can't get any more information and so I don't mm-hmm. know how to help my child if if they, if they don't have the words or don't feel comfortable talking about mm-hmm. things. So it's super helpful to hear that um, words are sometimes just too overwhelming mm-hmm. to them and that allowing them to play somehow mm-hmm.
1: will let them begin to process or express what's yes. happening for them. And, of course, having someone who's mm-hmm. um, had the training and um, knows kind of the, the the helpful ways to respond to help to encourage a child to, yes, I, I'm seeing you. I hear you. Um, I understand, and you're validating this. And then they want to show you more. Um, this is all great, but it isn't, um, there are skills you can take home with you that are, are quite simple, hmm. um, that a parent can do with their child, um, you know, without having, um, full training of of a play therapist which is wonderful
0: great tell us some of those yes (laughs) we're all dying to know what can i do yeah i don't have this training
1: um so just having well first of all having some uh just downtime with your child on a on a somewhat regular basis where whether it's um you know an hour a week or it's 15 minutes a day where um they are in control, um, and they get to decide what and how to play. Um, you know, as long as they're not, you know, my rules are, you can't hurt yourself and you can't hurt me and, you know, break the toys on purpose. But, um, other than that, um, accepting their play. So how would you set that up as a parent? You would just say,
0: We're going to, we're just, you would just create some time to hang out in their room, maybe where their toys
1: are in a playroom. So this is a special time. Okay. Um, that we're going to have sometimes and, um, I'm going to play how you want me to, Mm. or I'm just going to sit and watch you play. Um, and however you want to play is okay. And, um, whatever you need to say is okay. And so they can understand that the time during this little, um, space that we have, the rules are a little different than, Mm -hmm. you know, when you have to listen to mom, when, you know, we're getting ready for school in the morning. Um, It's different than when you're at school and you have to listen to the teacher. Um, You, um, in a sense, are making the rules. Um, I'm going to listen to how you want to play and if you want me to join in. But I'm going to, um, number one, just, um, just stating what you're seeing. Um, and that gives kids a sense of, okay, she's paying attention. Okay. Um, there may be a a fight going on between, um, two toys, you know, whether it's, um, like dollhouse toys or, you know, trucks crashing into each other. And you say, oh, those trucks are just crashing into each other. Uh Crash, crash, crash. And, um, oh, um boy those animals are they're really going at it Mm -hmm. um and so you just start by um putting words to the content Mm -hmm. just what's happening so no
0: judgment about how they're playing or what
1: it means just
0: observing oh Mm -hmm. the tiger is chasing the bunny Mm -hmm. (laughs) No. okay so that they can see that you you're seeing what what they're doing
1: yeah. I'm picking up what you're putting down. I'm yeah. following you. Um, and basically what you have to say is important. Mm, great. And, um, it's amazing how long, how far that can go. Yeah. Um, just in terms of your child feeling understood, um, and connected to you yeah. because that's, you know, so big for them just wanting to be close to their caregiver and be understood um and have what they're thinking and feeling being valued Mm -hmm. what would you say would be like the outcome of times like this
0: like let's say you you do this once a week with your kid Mm -hmm. and what what could a parent hope to come out of that and and what ages is this good for this kind of play would you say
1: Yeah. So I'd say, um, beginning about three years old, um, children begin to symbolically express, um, through their play, uh, things perhaps they're thinking or feeling, um, inside. And so Mm -hmm. you'll start to see them playing out, you know, maybe something that happened at school or, um, on the playground or, you know, a dynamic with, um, a sibling or parent. Um, so, and even if you don't know exactly what is going on or what they are trying to communicate, yeah. um, as long as you are attending to them with um, with this, okay, I'm I'm repeating what you're saying, um, and I might reflect also if you are picking up on emotional content, um, like, uh, ooh, I bet, um, I wonder if that um, the bunny being chased by the lion, I wonder if the bunny is feeling scared, ooh. Um boy, that bunny's running fast. Um mm-hmm. she's trying to get away from that um that lion and um so reflecting what emotions might be present also. And um just how healing and how um validating that can be for a child and with that um kind of increased connection between um the parent and the child, it's amazing how I've heard and seen, um, in my own experience with my daughter, um, behavioral, um, things that you don't like that are going on, um, just seem to kind of fall away Mm -hmm. just because you're attending to, um, their inner world in this way. And so instead of doing, going kind of the behavior modification route of, okay, so you're throwing tantrums and you're throwing uh-huh. stuff. My daughter's a thrower, <laughs> and um, hmm. yeah, just um, well, we need to work on how you're, you know, hitting your brother, mm-hmm. or we need mm-hmm. to we need to work on uh, X Y Z behavior. Um, but um, the the buffer, the safety, the, um, the connection that they're drawing on from, um, their most important people. Um, it's amazing how you will see those behaviors start to, um, lessen or just kind of fall away altogether Mm. because they're getting their needs met from this stronger emotional bond of I'm being seen and heard and validated. Um, and so, I don't need to do those things anymore. Yeah. Wow.
0: That's so lovely, right? So instead of just trying to manage the symptoms of something that's going on inside your child, you're actually helping your child move through whatever that painful thing is yes. and let go of it.
1: The root cause, yeah. right? Instead yeah. of just
0: stop doing what you're doing. Yeah. Or
1: um, Great. Yeah.
0: No. Yeah. It's sort of like, you know, when, uh, You go to the doctor Mm -hmm. because you have indigestion. They're like, here's a pill to take so you can't feel your indigestion. (laughs) It's like, well, maybe we should figure out what it is that I'm putting in my body that's creating the indigestion. So it's a little bit, that's what I was thinking about when you were talking about that. It's like it's a similar dynamic to treating the symptom rather than like, how could we address the root cause Mm -hmm. effectively so that the symptom doesn't keep rising up right because we're going to just have to keep managing that over and over and over and what is
1: going on for you that you're needing to yeah um do this um behavior that you know is causing problems at school or with your parents or those kind of things right um and so it very much mirrors um the adult therapeutic process Mm -hmm. of um, we're trying to get underneath the behaviors that we don't like instead of just, well, let's just diet or, well, let's just take a pill or let's just, um, stop doing that thing. right? Right. (laughs) um, Which which we can't because there's
0: something underneath that's perpetuating the need for that thing, whatever that thing is,
1: which is never a, a, never a sustainable plan. It doesn't last for long. Right. And so, um, yeah. How, how do you know, Carrie, when um,
0: your child needs you to get more involved in their situation? Mm-hmm. Right? Like... A parent? Yeah. Okay. Um, when, uh When there's something significant going on at school or with the babysitter or whatever, like how do you know when the child just needs to sort of like show you what they're feeling and then they're mm-hmm. okay or they actually need you to move in and take maybe a more assertive um, position and create change for them?
1: Oh, that's a good question. That's a hard question. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know we were doing hard Sorry. questions. <laughs> I have so many hard oh. questions in my head. <laughs> that's a tough one. So yeah. letting your child struggle yeah. through it um, versus stepping in <clears throat> and I'm going to do it for you. Yeah or, yeah. or that that's actually what's needed. That's what's needed. Right? Mm-hmm. Like,
0: like when is it that oh actually the teacher is mean to my child uh-huh. right and this is actually right. not acceptable mm-hmm. like how do i know when i got to get more involved and and um i i can help my child process the feelings but they actually need some degree of rescue right. in their situation yeah
1: i think um <clears throat> that's a really good question because i think it is important for kids to have modeled um that the important adults in their relationship, um, will rescue and protect, Mm. um, when needed, when they're kind of, um, and I think it would be different for every child. One child would be able to cope or handle with a situation and not be rescued from it. Whereas another one would need that depending on, you know, biology, personality, um, uh, history, um, and just what coping skills does the child already have? Mm -hmm. Um, so I think if you're seeing, um, your child is just, um, you know, not wanting to go to school, for example, or, um, kind of shutting down or really being impacted in some other way. Um, you know, just, you're getting a sense that gosh, their emotions and inside world is just pretty out of whack a lot of the time. And they're sort of stuck. And yeah, then, Like, even though you're trying to help
0: them process with this mm-hmm. play experience, they're not really moving through it.
1: Yeah. And I will see that in play with um with children who have had, you know, something really upsetting happen. And for a long time, they just need to play out the same storyline, you know, maybe mm. in different ways over and over and over. And sometimes yeah. I will offer, you know, what if this happens or what if this kind um. of helper came in or... Um, kind of insert little things to to create some movement, mm-hmm. but ultimately it is up to the child to um, engage with it or not. Yeah. Um, and um, so, as a parent, if you're seeing that, um, you know, definitely reaching out for support. Um, I don't think they're perfect solutions and perfect mm-hmm. answers. You know, right. life is so messy. Yeah, it's so complicated. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so messy <laughs> and so, um, but. Yeah, inviting Mm -hmm. others in, whether it's um, a play therapist or um, some other person who... um, Somebody can help you assess... Yes. Is is there
0: something bigger going on Mm -hmm. that actually needs some adult intervention? Yes. Like, is somebody being abusive or neglectful or... Um, is my child experiencing something bigger than Yeah, they should be in this situation, mm-hmm. right? What's going on there? Okay.
1: Yeah. And so, um, my goal is ultimately, you know, if a child does come in, um, to do some time with play therapy, um, getting to a point eventually where, um, the parent takes my place and learns yeah. some of the skills that I'm using in the playroom, mm-hmm. um, and being able to take it home and, um, use them with their child. Yeah. Um,
0: so you're sort of trying to work your way out of a job. Yeah. With each family. <laughs> <laughs> Let yes. me show you how to do that. Mm-hmm. It's so great. Um, when we posted your picture on Instagram, um, a number of moms responded with some questions. And um, the question centered around this idea of like, when I'm out and about and my kid mm-hmm. is having a meltdown, what do I do? Right? Like, I've got other kids with me. I'm out mm-hmm. in public. I don't have time because I've got to get from here to there. Mm-hmm. Um, what can I do when that's going on? Any suggestions yes, about that? Yes, very,
1: very good question. Because that um, happens
0: every freaking day. Yep.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and life doesn't just stop <clears throat> it sure when does not. <laughs> your yeah. child has a tantrum in the grocery store. I think about having just some built-in time during your week or your day where even, even if there isn't time to kind of stop and... Process what happened, and you know, completely mess up the schedule for the day because um, there's not always time for that. Right. And I'm not sure if that would be helpful, anyways. Um, but having those built-in times where we don't have anything scheduled, we have some downtime, and maybe we can revisit. Okay, so this thing happened earlier in the day. You seemed really upset. Um, I want to come back to it and talk Ooh. about what was going on for you. Um, you know how, what that was like. And so even if, um, cause I think a lot of times, um, the child is expressing some sort of need at that moment. I'm mm-hmm. needing something mm-hmm. and it's coming out in this, um, really unhelpful way for mom. Sure. Um, and mm-hmm. I don't have time right now uh-huh. uh, cause I have another child or we got to get these things done. Um, and just, you know, real life stuff. But, um, the child can count on, okay, but I know, Um, we're going to have that time. Yeah. And so, um, giving that sort of predictability and built in, um, structure of quality time with the parent, um, and and that, and that they know that that's going to happen, um, can oftentimes uh, reduce those behaviors hmm. anyways. And so I think a challenge in um, today's world is we have so many wonderful opportunities for our children, You know, sports teams and schools and right. music lessons right. and all these things Endless. that you want to offer your children, right. which are good things. Um, but I think we're also missing the very big need um, that all of us have, and especially children, for that unstructured um, time to play. Mm. And to reset, um, to regulate emotionally, to get back in touch with um, our caregivers and strengthen the bond. Um, yeah. So it sounds like you're
0: saying if we're running from activity to activity, yes, a child doesn't have the opportunity to process their feelings, mm-hmm. right? Which is not unlike grown-ups, right? right? When we're running from thing to thing. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not taking the time to go, gosh, that thing that happened at work this morning was actually really humiliating and I'm kind of really mad about it, right? We're not, there's no space to do that. So Mm -hmm. then it comes out when our Starbucks order is Mm -hmm. wrong and we're screaming.
1: (laughs) And And we kick the dog. We're we're
0: acting like (laughs) a child, right? So it sounds like everybody, adults, children, everybody needs some downtime Mm -hmm. um, to process feelings. I think, I think sort of we can get um, carried away with this idea that our kids really need activity all the time Mm -hmm. and structured activity, and that's good for them. We're giving them all these opportunities to learn things and Mm -hmm. be part of a team and experience new things and keep them busy. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like what you're saying is while that can be super helpful, what they also need mm-hmm. is downtime yes. to process. Otherwise there's gonna be this backlog mm-hmm. of emotional experiences that are just like adults. Yes. Backlog of emotional experience and no opportunity to process that. And then it's gonna come out sideways. And yes. like the screaming and the tantrums and mm-hmm. the whacking your brother and the you know, who knows. Absolutely. Absolutely. Good tip. So Carrie, one of the things that a lot of families go through, you know, the research would tell us about how families, half of our families are going through divorces or separations. So obviously this is a huge experience that many kids and their parents are going through. Do you have some thoughts about like what parents can do if that's their situation, what to look for, and then how to help their kids in the middle of that process?
1: Yeah, so the first thing I think about is um, I think one of the greatest things you can give your children is just your own well-being, Mm -hmm. and so getting your own support um, to take care of your own big emotions going through um, such a big thing as a divorce or separation or breakup, and um, that because kids pick up so much on the emotions of their parents, um, that you know, if you're getting what you need and coping the best as you can, um, that that will um, really go a long way with your child. Because mm. um, we try to hide when we're upset and, you know, pretend everything's okay, but they just seem to know anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I would start there. And then um, from there, just... Um, giving children that space, um, like we were talking about before to, um, put words to it. Okay. Hmm. This is going on in our family and, uh, it's really hard. Yeah. It's really hard. And I want to give you, um, just time to tell me about it Mm -hmm. in whatever way, um, is helpful for you. Mm -hmm. And so creating that, um, that unstructured time. Um, and if that is, um, if it's too much for you at the moment, um, bringing in other adults or, or a therapist, um, to offer that to your child. Yeah. Um, because sometimes I think when you're in a really tough spot, um, maybe you're not able to do that at the time. Mm-hmm. What, what do you think
0: about, um, letting your kids see you cry or be angry in the middle of that
1: helpful, unhelpful? What do you think? I think definitely helpful to a degree. Um, I think that, uh, letting them see you completely overwhelmed with a situation would, um, probably be crossing the line into, oh gosh, that's really scary for a child because they start to wonder, oh, if mom's not okay or dad's not okay, am I okay? Yeah. Um, and
0: so if we're overcome and sobbing, mm -hmm. we should lock ourselves in the bathroom. (laughs)
1: Okay. Okay. <laughs> call your therapist, call good a friend. <laughs> um, but I think that modeling um, negative emotions and their expression is a very good thing. Yeah. Um, because that's how kids learn the most anyway, right? Yeah. Is seeing um, this is the way mom does it. Mom's okay with being angry sometimes yeah. and um, being sad and, and letting it out. Great. And so then they feel permission. It's okay when I do that. Yeah. How would, how would
0: you say is a healthy way to express anger in front of your kids? Anger in front of your children. Um, that feels trickier than sadness, right? Like, yeah, if I'm, if I'm crying a little bit, it's probably okay to let my kids say that and say, yeah, mommy's just mm-hmm. really sad about the divorce and it's very mm-hmm. hard, but I'm here for you and we're going to do this and mm-hmm. we're going to get help. Anger is trickier. Like, what would, what would you suggest about that?
1: Oh, anger. (laughs) I think about uh, putting words to it. um, You know, things that I show kids are okay. You know, I need to hit the pillow.
0: Mm -hmm. um,
1: Because it's not okay when I throw stuff and break it Mm -hmm. or hit other people. But uh, I'm going to hit the couch right now. Mm -hmm. Or I'm going to let out some angry noises. Okay, um, Or say, I'm going to go, um, mom needs to go do some exercise because I am feeling angry and kind of telling them how, um, how you cope. Yeah. Um, and modeling that as well in that mom's anger is coming. Um, mom's feeling angry. I'm feeling the, um, the temperature go up and, um, here's what I need guys. Hmm. I'm letting you know, um, so that I don't yell at you (laughs) or take it out on something else, but, um. so I think very much the same things yeah so giving them a heads up on the front end right? giving rather them a heads like, up I'm in the middle
0: of a really angry expression mm-hmm. which is going to scare my kids but giving mm-hmm. them a heads up of like I'm having trouble today here it comes sort of mm-hmm. thing right so, yeah. that they, so that they know that you know what's going on with you mm-hmm. rather than oh we're all shocked What's or a hard
1: thing is coming up, you know, I'm going mm-hmm. to um, mediation or I've got, I see a hard week coming. Um, yeah. Here's what I'm going to do to take care of myself. And um, here's what how I may need to shift things this week with um, activities or um, expectations or our time together or right. my availability um, Yeah. and yeah. modeling self-care in that way. Great. Yeah, I love this emphasis
0: on self-care because I think you know, when you're a parent and maybe even more so for moms, there is this propensity to always be focused on the kids mm-hmm. at, our, at our own expense, right? Mm-hmm. And then we end up running out of gas and then behaving pretty badly mm-hmm. because we have no support <laughs> yes. and no time to process and nobody on our team helping to take care of us. Mm-hmm. And so um, I think it's that message is so important that when you're going through something big and hard, um, you know, put your own oxygen mask on first, right? Yes. Like they tell you in the plane, right? Yes. Like get yourself what you need so that you have the capacity to take care of your your kids while yes. you're going through this. But you need the support yes. um, first, so that so that you can manage yourself well mm-hmm. in a tricky situation.
1: Yes, and uh, we've got lots of messages coming at us to. Um, That make that seem counterintuitive. Mm -hmm. Oh, take care of yourself first, right? Um, right. And so that can be so tough, but I think a valuable thing to do for yourself, um, to offer the best you to your children, um, and then just to model Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. because they're always watching. (laughs) This is
0: the terrible news. All right, any other thoughts, Carrie, that you want to share before
1: we end? I think um, one of the things I just wanted to emphasize was um, as I'm describing the play therapy process and spending um, you know, some special time with your kids where you are giving them um, you know, permission to play how they want and giving them the control to decide how they want, um, that you are accepting their, their play and their expression of thoughts and feelings, but that doesn't mean that you're um, accepting any behavior.
0: Yeah, so it sounds like um,
1: while we're trying to create this space
0: for them, we're also trying to help them feel like the space is contained, right? Like there's some contained. structure to it, right? As much as we want you to just feel free to play, we also, you know, if you're going to start throwing things and hurting people, I'm going to have to come in and rescue mm-hmm. you from yourself.
1: I hear you and see you that you are having these thoughts and feelings and all of those are acceptable. Yeah. Um, here's how it's safe for me and for you to express them. Great. Um, Great. Yeah. Beautiful.
0: All right. Thank you, Carrie. Um, Thank you so much. We are planning to do a workshop for parents uh, with Carrie um, leading that. Uh, That's going to happen sometime in June. We're um, just going to finalize dates in a little bit here, but um, that'll be on our website if you're interested. Um, And that'll be a time for parents to come and hear a little bit more about like how can they do this with their kids and ask all their questions and um, really get some tools um helping them with their little ones and generally carrie uh, i think we talked about um like, your your areas working with kids from, like, two, 3 to 10 is
1: kind of your jam in terms of yeah. where play therapy is most effective. That's mostly applicable. I do work with older children, but um, you'll see the kids really engaging with the play therapy process from about 3 to 10.
0: Okay. So that workshop will be sort of focused on that kind mm-hmm. of age range and giving parents tips yes. um, to help their kids process their feelings. Yes. So, Thanks for doing
1: this with me. It's very much an honor to be here. My pleasure. Bye bye.
0: Thanks for listening to the Soul Care House podcast. We'd love to hear from you. Any questions or comments you have? If there are topics you'd like us to address, let us know. Feel free to contact me at elaine at soulcarehouse.com. If you're interested in knowing more about what we do here at Soul Care, Our website is soulcarehouse.com, and you can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. Our handle there is Soul Care House and Barn. Talk to you soon.